America needs more companies like American Financing, now maybe more than ever. And if you're smart, and I know you are, you're concerned about where your money is going, how much you're spending every month, and how much you're saving, what the future holds. American Financing understands, and they want to help you out. Give them a call today. Do it when you got 10 minutes today. And they're going to perform a free mortgage review for you. There's no tricks, no obligations. They're not trying to convince you to do anything that isn't good for you and your family. Their loan officers uh, work on salary. They don't get kickbacks or bonuses or anything else. So that takes the pressure off of you. Also, they may be able to save you a ton of money by refinancing your mortgage or by getting you a consolidation loan to deal like um, to deal with things like the credit cards. So. Right now, go to American Financing, AmericanFinancing.net or 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. All right. We're going to give you uh, some uh, news on the elections uh, last night and also what remains. Liz Cheney uh, remains uh, in uh, Wyoming. That's coming up in a couple of weeks, but a lot was moved last night. We'll go over that next. The last thing he said as he was leaving office on January 11th, 1989, his farewell address, he said, the lesson of all of this was, of course, that because we're a great nation, our challenges seem complex. It's always going to be this way. But as long as we remember our first principles, as long as we believe in ourselves, the future will always be ours. And there's something else we learned. Once you begin a great movement, there's no telling where it will end. We meant to change a nation, and instead, we changed the world. Well, let's build on that. Let's see what happened with the elections. Are we remembering our first principles? And are we a nation that is changing and destroying itself? or a nation that is just changing to change the world. We begin with the election in just a couple of seconds. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Remember the old timers? Used to hear them talking about how when the weather is changing and I got this bum ankle from when I had to be the bat of the family. Yeah, we didn't even have bats back then. I don't mean a baseball bat. I mean, I had to chase the mosquitoes and fly like a bat. And I slept upside down. And now every time the weather changes, my ankles hurt from hanging upside down. 
Are you turning into that guy? Here's a way for you to combat that pain. Uh, It is Relief Factor. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors as four key ingredients that fight the inflammation. Will it work on my bad angles? The, you say bad or bad? Three-week quick start developed for you just $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. So go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4, relief. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. All right. So first of all, I guess we start with Eric Schmidt. Uh, He's a guy who's been on this program an awful lot. He's an AG in... um, uh, Missouri, and I think he's really good. He's one of the powerhouses fighting against ESG. He's one of the powerhouses that is uh, fighting uh, for you know our schools and our children. Uh, he's quite an amazing guy. He was up for U.S. Senate uh, in Missouri. Donald Trump uh, tweeted out, "I'm for Eric on Monday," but there are two Eric's, and both of them claimed, "Well, he called me. He called you. He called me too." Uh, so he wasn't taking a stand on this, but it is Eric Schmidt that won handily. He took 45% of the uh, vote, doubling the second place. So I think uh, he's going to be a shoe-in uh, for the U.S. Senate, which makes me happy if he stays the course. Uh, there was a couple of other things. Uh, Donald Trump endorsed um, Tudor Dixon. Tudor is a woman that is uh, running for the GOP primary for governor of Michigan. Um, She came out on uh, top. She had twice as many votes as her closest competitor. Uh, She had 40% of the votes. Um, She's conservative. She's a commentator, businesswoman, breast cancer survivor, working mom of four girls. She said it was a great honor to receive Trump's endorsement. She vowed to fight back. Against the heavy hand of big government ideological liberals like Gretchen Whitmer and Joe Biden uh, that are taking wrongheaded economic policies, racial, gender and race identity and skyrocketing crime rates. She said their policies are dangerous. Governor Governor Whitmer just said she's going to drag Michigan backwards. She's going to sow distrust in our democracy. Oh, my gosh. Whitmer, there's no more trust to be lost. I don't know. Don't know if you know that. Um, also, Stu, uh, welcome to the uh, program. We had a uh, a moderate Democrat declare victory over a leftist in Michigan as well in the uh, in the uh, congressional primaries. Uh, we had somebody that was you know campaigning with Bernie Sanders and uh, Rashida Tlaib and Elizabeth Warren. And they went night-night last night. Now, I don't know if the other Democrat is any better, but this one, maybe they just go back into hiding. (laughs) This one uh, uh, that was openly pushing for progressivism uh, is uh, is gone. Yeah, the the left-wing progressives are trying to take out the moderates. It's not really a great climate for that. Uh, it has not worked all that no. well for Democrats at this point, no, though no. there is an increasing no. pitch. And we should probably talk about this in the coming weeks, an increasing amount of uh, of uh, momentum behind a potential AOC presidential run. 
getting a lot of attention. Oh, oh please. <laughs> oh, please. Mm-hmm. Please. She turns 35 the only person two weeks would before be... the election, I think. Yeah. The only person that would be easier to run against uh, than Joe Biden would be AOC. And you go from one guy who's so old, he's like, I don't know what I'm even done. To somebody who's like, like, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I don't know how a disposal works, but yeah. <laughs> it would be difficult for her to come up with policies on many items since she's so oh. unfamiliar with them. Uh, but we would oh, see that would be an gosh. interesting interesting uh, it time. would be great <laughs> uh, a couple of other big ones i mean i think the biggest one potentially yesterday was this uh, vote in kansas where they were going to vote on abortion rights and it was one of those uh, votes where the wording of it was a little strange like if you wanted to um get rid of abortion rights you had to vote yes and if you wanted to keep abortion rights you had to vote no uh it went down 59 to 41 so basically you know kansas had this sort of localized roe versus wade court ruling that said we looked with a magnifying glass and we found abortion in your constitution and so it's supposedly a constitutional right in kansas and uh they had an opportunity to get rid of that and they decided not to now a lot of people are apocalyptic on this one i sort of feel like this is just a timing issue you know, we're in a period right after the Roe versus Wade overturn. The left is going to be more passionate about this because, you know, the right just had a big win. They were it was a small election, small turnout election, and the Democrats were able to rally their base, who is obviously very, very um, fired up about this at the moment. But like this is the type of thing that in two or three years, you come back to Kansas, a red state. And you're probably able to get this through. I just think that the timing wound up. It, this was not planned this way. It just they didn't know Roe versus Wade was going to be overturned. And this was going to be the election this happened. And I think, honestly, just timing did so, not work out for this one. So I think, you know, um, I think you're uh, you're right on that. But I also think, hey, I, I wish I had a party horn so I could uh, because that's exactly what the Supreme Court said for people to do. Hey, the states should make this decision. Now, I don't I'm not celebrating because, oh, my gosh, another state wants to kill children. Um, But it is up to the state. And that that has been my entire point for 25 years doing talk radio. And that is, hey, what the people decide to do is up to the people. Kansas shouldn't affect me and how I live my life in Texas. Don't don't Kansas. If you want to force me to do what you're doing. No, thank you. The federal government has no place, but we should be different. We should (gasps) celebrate our intellectual differences. (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I I rant about this all the time on on, on this particular issue. I don't find that ending people's lives is a federalism 10th Amendment type of issue. Uh, I think that this one is one where I would prefer it to be illegal nationwide and states not making their own decisions on ending the lives of babies. But I do. It's certainly a much better place than we were just a few weeks ago. Correct. And here's here's my point. There are there is uh, two choices, two choices in this one. You can be um, absolute on it. And if you want to be absolute, then you should go to war. 
because the hearts of half the country or maybe 30 percent of the country have not changed. Um, They want, hey, abortion on demand. I'm going to have a party. I'm going to have a gender party. (laughs) The baby I just killed was a boy. Um, So you've got this this um, attitude in the country that you have to change the heart. So just like slavery, when the founding happened, I would say, what, 80 percent was against slavery. But that 20 percent would have gone to war over it. So let's keep the union together. Let's try to work this out. If you want to end it today, it's probably going to take a war. Um, If you if you want to end it and end it really forever because people's hearts will be changed it's going to take a while yeah and I, so i while i am exactly the same i want every i want every concentration camp closed um <laughs> wow what a but radical am i position. willing to i know but am i willing to go to war in the united states with my neighbors at this point No, to stop something that's been going on since 1972. Look, it's a long term persuasion process. And Roe versus Wade being overturned just allows that process to actually occur. And, you know, you're going to win some votes. You're going to lose some votes in this process. You're going to win some hearts and lose some. I think it's going to take decades and decades. You know, New York and California are not on the borderline here of about to overturn abortion rights, quote unquote. No, they you know, this is going to take a much longer uh, time to to occur. But. It is important, and obviously each and I, state is important. I would have loved for this to turn out the right way in Kansas yesterday. It didn't, but you know the Democrats are trying to take from this was, a lesson of like a blueprint to win elections because they're no, now that, that, that's the be. wrong thing. It's a wrong lesson to take. I hope they do take that lesson because if they try to shout their abortions right. uh, into winning elections in November, it's not going to work. And I hope they do try it. And I don't want to um, I don't want to force Kansas to do something. The Supreme Court was right. The federal government does not have any place there that belongs to the states and to the people. I agree that it's murder. So it's hard. But not everybody agrees that's murder. You know, it's like, hey, uh. Uh, should I go out in the street and should you be able to kill your spouse if you find him in bed with somebody else? Everybody says, except the person who pulled the trigger. Yeah, that's murder. So we have to all agree on that it's murder. And if we have a few states that don't, OK, I know I'm not going to live there. I don't I'd rather have the blessings of protecting children rather than killing children. But we can't. um We can't win our freedom and then try to force everybody into the same bucket. We got to change hearts. Yeah, I mean, that's the long term solution. You're never going to get a legal solution to a problem like this. Uh, You know, it's obviously part of it. It needs to be part of it. But uh, you're right. I mean, I think I think, you know, I think there's a real argument that this is protected by the Constitution. And I know many conservative legal scholars have made that argument unsuccessfully so far, but I do believe that's the appropriate way of reading the Constitution. Uh, We have an equal Mm -hmm. protection clause. How it doesn't apply to children in the womb, I don't know. I mean, it just seems to be... uh, If we close our eyes hard enough, we won't see it, I guess is the way we're thinking about that right right now. What was the state that just said that you can get a, uh, a tax credit? Or was it the federal government? Couldn't have been the federal government. That you'll now get a deduction 
for a child in the womb. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can't say you can't walk into the IRS and went, no, I wrote I wrote that tumor off. I had cancer. And uh, while I had that tumor in my body, I wrote it off yeah. as a dependent. <laughs> yeah. you know, hey, by the I way, mean, they're not going to go for that one. Yeah, they should, though. They, they absolutely should. Yeah. You know, there was a woman who was yes. uh, who got a ticket for driving in the uh, multi-passenger lane uh, w- right after Roe versus Wade was overturned, and she was pregnant. And her argument was, "I'm carrying a child." And she got out. She got. She went to them and said, "That was my argument. I have an extra person in here." And there was all these liberals saying, "Oh, see, now you have to let them in the multi-passenger lane." Good. Yes, we should recognize that a pregnant woman should be able to drive in the multi-passenger lane. We should all understand that she should get out of the ticket. I completely cheer that on. Your terms are acceptable. I, you know, this idea yeah. that we should not treat totally children as that. children, I, I don't understand it and I never will understand so it. So is, is, uh, did she get off from the ticket? I think she actually did, they... did. She did actually um, good. get off. And I, you know, at first it was oh, sort of good. presented by the left as this like, oh yeah, in your face, um, you know, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're with you. <laughs> I don't know what you're yeah. saying. I don't know if you think we in have In this... your face. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. In your face, that. these children <laughs> shall live. Oh gosh, you really got us on that one. Uh, we'll, we'll, we take your terms as presented. Oh my gosh. We got okay, through one election so much. There. Uh, Sorry about that, but we. Did. I know we're gonna we're gonna get back to them here. We have so much to talk about today, um, and I have my Wednesday night special. We'll tell you about that coming up as as well. First, let me take a quick break and uh, and talk to you a little bit about staying involved in your children's education. An entire generation of parents just found out to an alarming extent during the pandemic what is being taught to our children. And we're like, oh, I don't, um, no. It's our responsibility to stop uh, people teaching our children absolute poison, but it is also our responsibility to fill in any of the gaps. You know, we are our children's educators. We're the first responders. The teachers are the backup. The biggest educational gaps in this country has been happening in our history. And without our history, we're nothing. I want you to check out a new book from the Tuttle Twins. It's America's History. I want you to look at it. I want you to, you know, download even a sample chapter if you want. You'll see everything they're including in the offer, including an audiobook version so the kids can listen to it while you're away. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This is America's history. Doesn't concentrate on memorize this name and this date. It actually tells you the story. The TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Ten seconds. Station ID. So what you got? What you got, Stu? What's <laughs> uh, happening? A couple of other uh, interesting elections. You mentioned Eric Schmidt, which was a big one uh, and a uh, good result, I believe. Uh, there was also the Peter Meyer election. Uh, this is in Michigan. He was a, uh, a Congress, a Republican congressman uh, who voted for Donald Trump's impeachment. And uh, he's sort of on the libertarian side, I would say, uh, as a congressman. Uh, he wound up losing to the Trump-endorsed opponent. Um, and oh. in a 52-48 uh, 
very close race. It was it was kind of an interesting one because you know he wasn't a super high profile guy like like a Liz Cheney. You know he wasn't someone who was out there talking about it all the time. It's a purplish district. It's going to be a close election. The Democrats mm-hmm. uh, were running ads on behalf of the Trump endorsed opponent because they wanted him yeah. to win, thinking that Meyer would be more difficult to defeat. Which is a fascinating strategy when you're saying that these guys are looking to overturn the democracy and uh, and uh, they're going to not allow elections to stand. And then you're, you're running ads on their behalf, hundreds of thousands of dollars of ads to get these people in that you say are yeah. going to take democracy down. Bizarre strategy. It's crazy. It's it's a it's a high risk game. But just a reminder, Meyer is a loser. That's L-O-S-E-R. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so you have that one going on. There's an interesting one in uh, Arizona that is, is too close to call, which is Carrie Lake and uh, Corinne Taylor Robeson, uh, which is 46.2 to 44.4. Uh, Lake has been she's a former journalist, I believe, and she was she's being promoted yeah. as a, you know, a an election denier, election truther type of candidate by the media. Uh, she seems to have a small lead. It's going to be you know down to the wire, still not actually called in Arizona. Uh, that's kind of a, another uh, another one of the big ones. Uh, you know, I, I think you have this situation where uh, putting good candidates up for Republicans, particularly in the Senate, is absolutely crucial right now because even if things go well you may not have a uh, uh an ability to because they're just the way the the election structured this time you have a lot of democrats uh, in, in favorable positions so there's not a lot of places for republicans to pick up in the senate now that reverses itself in 2024 and if the republicans could do very very well here there would be a chance they would have a filibuster proof majority in the senate in 2024 if things went well and they could put a president in so you're talking about massively important elections honestly those numbers are so crucial even if it's not the greatest republican of all time you'll be you'll have two years of being able to block or slow down joe biden his court picks and then you have an opportunity if you do well enough to look at a filibuster proof majority for whoever the next president might be on the republican side uh, but, you know, as we've seen, like, you know, Dr. Oz is probably the most shining example here, you know, as of right now, and I don't think this is the way it's going to turn out, but as of right now, polls are showing him down 11 and 14 points. So if that doesn't Oof. turn around and you blow races like that that are winnable, you're going to wind up with all of those possibilities on the good side going away, not only this year, but also for the next uh, four after that. Yeah, and uh, you lose the opportunity to hold them because the House isn't guaranteed either. People have got to go out and vote. More in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. So I got an email from Veronica today. She said I wrote in um, uh, she wrote in about her dog's experience with uh, rough greens saying I have a 12 year old Labrador. After one week of giving her rough greens, we saw crazy improvement. Her eyes became clearer. I had to look twice when she came bounding up the stairs. She hadn't done that in a while. This product is amazing. Thank you so much, Veronica. Thanks for writing in. You really should check out Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by a naturopathic doctor named Dennis Black. And you sprinkle this on your dog's food, and it's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy, 
It's most likely in Rough Greens. The people at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it that they have a special deal for you. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens, R-U-F-F, greens.com slash Beck. Get your first trial bag free. Just pay for shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. All right. I, I want to knock a couple of things, uh, you know, right off the top. Just knock them out so we don't have to worry about them anymore. Uh, there are uh, there are 26 Republicans saying, including Mitch McConnell. Oh, he's tough. We support the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, and her trip to Taiwan. Uh, okay. All right. But there's some people in here that I, you know, respect. Uh, I'm just trying to see any of them. Marsha Blackburn. Mike Crapo. Chuck Grassley. Okay, so these guys... Uh, these guys are on this list, uh, 24 of them, or 26 of them, saying, you know, Nancy Pelosi has a right to go. I agree with him. You have a right to go. But Nancy Pelosi also should engage her brain. And so should the administration. First of all, let's just talk about engaging your brain. Stu, I say, hey, I want to make a point about China. And I want to point a finger and poke him in the chest in China. Do you think now where we've just had a humiliating exit in uh, <laughs> Afghanistan, uh, no fault of, you know, our enemies, it just the fault of our own president and uh, uh, Pentagon that still go, that was great. That was the most beautiful exit ever done. Um, a, a Pentagon that is teaching everybody, I don't know, you can wear a dress if you want on the battlefield. I love it. I love it. You go, girl. Uh, and then you have the administration that just doesn't know it's ass from its elbow. Mm-hmm. Do you think now would be the time that you would be like, I want to poke China in the eye? Well, there are probably parts of that analysis that Nancy Pelosi would not agree with. But I think the Republicans you're talking about would probably agree with all of that. She's an idiot. Um, and uh, but, I, you know, I do have, I would say, a, a tremendous amount of sympathy for the position that China does not get to dictate the travel plans of our officials. Like, that's not how this works. I agree. And so I, I do understand that point of view. I, I tend to go with you on this in that. There is just this this administration so incompetent. I don't want to take any risks in these situations to inflame anything because they obviously can't seem to handle the most basic and simple situations, let alone ones like this. But once China says you can't go, Nancy Pelosi, it almost makes it much more likely she has to go because we can't sit here yeah, and no, bend I, to every one of their uh, demands. As I said yesterday, she has to go now. But the problem is she didn't coordinate it. She's not the leader of foreign policy. The president is. So at least coordinate with the White House. So the White House doesn't come out and go, are we going to have noodles today? Oh, she's going where? 
It doesn't seem like a very good idea. Call the Pentagon. And the Pentagon, hey, we all of the generals got together. We think this is the worst idea we've ever heard. And she goes, she should have called them in advance or they should have shut their mouth. Yeah. But right now we look like the Speaker of the House and the president don't agree on Taiwan. Really bad. Yeah, really bad. Really bad. And I think the speculation is that people who wanted this to go uh, one way or the other leaked this information to blow up whatever was going on behind the scenes where maybe Nancy Pelosi wanted to go, Joe Biden didn't, so Pelosi leaks it to the press, so then China responds to it, and then she's like, well, now I have to go. Uh, There's a lot of games going on here, dangerous games, and that's, I think, my problem. My problem is not that she goes to Taiwan. I uh, support Taiwan, and I don't care about what China says to us. I don't think we should be reacting to what China says to us. Uh, However, this is a a low-probability, high-impact event here, where it doesn't, I mean, my guess is China's not going to start a world war over something that happens in Taiwan right now, but they might. And, you know, you have a president, uh, you know, a president, a leader of, of China who is looking to extend his reign uh, in, you know, in scope and time here in the next couple of years, needs to show strength, needs to show that he can stand up uh, to the West in his own domestic policy sort of situation. And he's doing that uh, at our expense. And who knows what, where this goes? Who knows how it s- s- uh, spins out of control? They see the weakness of this country and this president just like we do. And it puts us in a situation where something could easily spin out of control and put us into a situation that we obviously can't handle. We can't even handle what's going on with Russia, let alone Russia and China at the same time. So the risk here is just not worth the reward of a symbolic gesture. It's, you know, it's the same thing I feel about COVID and the monkeypox. That's a one-two punch that could just put us out. You know what I mean? No. Oh, my gosh. People are dying left and right from COVID. We've got to wear our masks. And now monkeypox. And monkeypox is so deadly that it well, you no. almost never die from it. No one and, uh No, hmm? no one in the United States has hey. died from it. Well, it could. Right. They turned into monkeys. You don't know. You don't know. (laughs) Okay, so uh, California has just declared this a state of an emergency, and they're all concerned about monkey pox. And yet, I haven't seen the ban on uh, bathhouses, you know. Hey, you know, just a friendly reminder, maybe you shouldn't have the gay orgies right now, because gay men are the most likely at this time to contract it. Through gay sex, bathhouses, you know, all that stuff. You know, they were so eager to shut down our church. Somebody might sneeze. You got to shut it down. Monkeypox is coming. Well, I shouldn't say that. It is mainly spread at this point through that activity. And the city of San Francisco just had like some big, I don't know. Some big fetish thing. I, I know it's it's Wednesday. So, you know, what big fetish thing? Oh, the Wednesday night fetish thing. I got it. <laughs> they had some big thing. And uh, and where was the state? You saw we've got to protect people. Well, I mean, except for except for that. What are you trying? Are you intentionally, Gavin Newsom, trying to kill gay people? Is that what's going on here? You're reckless, reckless Go have a party. I'm not going to shut them down. 
you're just trying to kill gay people. <laughs> and they don't even have to be old gay people. Just gay. And you're making this point here on hypocrisy, which is incredibly valid. But, like, the monkeypox situation here is sort of the way we should be handling these things, right? Give people information yes. and let them assess their own risk. If they want to go to Fest in San Francisco after learning this information, okay, that's kind of on you, though. It's kind of your, you know, you're taking the risk Correct. there, and that's the way that this would go. Uh, that's not the way, of course, we handled COVID, where, you know, we asked people who basically now again this is an overstatement but basically had no risk of having uh of dying from covid Children. younger people you know people who with strong immunity the healthy people that were younger basically had no risk it wasn't exactly none but it was close to none and we told those people they needed to do literally nothing for two years you need to sit inside your house and do absolutely nothing. Don't go talk to anyone. Don't go to work. Don't go to the gym. Don't do anything for uh, you know a year or two years, depending on where you uh, lived. And yet we can't even say to people who are in a community where it seems to be the highest risk at this point, not exclusively, but the highest risk, and say to them, hey... We're not saying you can't be gay. We're not saying you can't uh, go outside <laughs> and go to work. We're just saying, like, let's We're, avoid you know the, what? Most, the most risky behavior for, like, a month. And they won't even say that. Right. They won't even say I'm not even saying you should close these places down. No. I'm just saying, say you shouldn't do it right now. You <laughs> might want to consider Death. Right. Well, no, it's monkeypox. Well, COVID and monkeypox, mm -hmm. definitely death. Yeah. You should consider that you don't go. Uh, and Glenn, and, you but you're not hearing this. You're saying, this is a statewide emergency. Well, at this point, I mean, it may turn into that, but at this point, it's pretty much, you know, it, not entirely, but pretty much exclusive to sexual contact. And uh, contact. And it's it's uh, generally in the gay community. Yeah, generally like it's not a, okay. it's not an STD like, you know, for example, no. HIV or, you know, chlamydia would be right. It's not that's not a, the exclusive way it passes. It passes with close contact, though. And so sex certainly qualifies as that. And the 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 closer the contact, the more likely this is, and it's spread most widely in this community. So it would be the riskiest behavior. It's just not the only way you can catch yeah. it. And, and I've correct, noticed. Have you, Glenn, have you noticed this too? When it comes to the coverage of this, I I don't know that I've ever realized this before. Maybe you have. Where like it would say normally you'd be talking about this as I mean, how often do we say LGBTQQIA2 plus? All of these terms, like the G mm -hmm. is for gay, right? Mm -hmm. In the LGBTQ, mm -hmm. they talk about it constantly. We are mm -hmm. constantly talking about people's sexual um, orientation based on the G, gay, in this community. Now, when we're talking about monkeypox, they have this new term that they all seem to be adopting at the same time, which is men who have sex with other men. And like... I. Well, didn't we summarize that with a three-letter word? Like, I thought that's what we did. We can't, you know, mm. just from an efficiency standpoint, I thought that was oh what we... Gosh. And now it's men who wow, have sex with other men. Hater. No, I'm serious. Is that like a... <laughs> is that a a term? Like, is that some sort of woke term? Like, why why men who have I, sex with other men? You know what? I'm not men? even sure, but I have 
it's probably like um, uh, people who have babies, or what are they calling yeah, like, them? Like baby a- machines, or what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, what it's is baby that machines. You're right. Baby uh, machines. Baby. That over there, they identify as a baby machine. <laughs> Put a quarter in them. Watch a baby spit out. Like womb holders and, uh, I don't, you know. Yeah, so, <laughs> that sounds like a coaster. <laughs> By the way, you used the word chlamydia for a second, and I got sidetracked, riddled with ADD. Yeah. And I thought to myself, you know, Shakespeare said a rose by any other name is still a rose. Yeah. I think you could name a rose chlamydia. And it just, it, it's not the same. It's not a rose anymore. You wouldn't want to sniff it. It would not oh. smell just as sweet. I don't think I would pick it or smell it, no. you know? It's, <laughs> it's a bad, just like, it's a, oh, man, I got you a bouquet of chlamydias. Yeah. It's the type of, uh, it's a type of word that really describes what it is. And without, you know, like just, it yeah. just feels like you don't want to get near it. It's, it's like, uh, it's unlike the Chilean sea bass, which they, re- they renamed from Patagonian yeah. toothfish. Like, you named it Patagonian yeah. Toothfish, no one wants to eat it, but then they rename it the Chilean Sea Bass, and everyone wants to eat it. Uh, I feel like right. chlamydia, you, you need a rebrand if you want people to get it, and maybe that's a good reason yeah, to not you rebrand don't have, it. You don't have to be in a doctor's office. You could be on Satin's lap and says, oh, you know what I'm going to get you for Christmas? <laughs> chlamydia. And even kids would be like, oh, no, no, please. <laughs> All right, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's uh, LifeLock. Everyone is tightening their belt a little right now. If you're listening to this program, chances are high that you got a good head on your shoulders when it comes to knowing where to cut back for your spending and where not to. That's why I think it's really important that you understand how cybercrime and identity theft will affect your life. With everything we do online, you don't want to cut Internet safety out of the budget, especially now. What if I told you you could get a 25% uh, bonus on your subscription, You 25% off for your first year of LifeLock? It's the top of the line in cybersecurity with both preventative measures to keep you safe and access restoration team if you end up having a problem because... Nobody can keep their eye on everything. Nobody's going to, you know, guarantee you that they can catch everything. This is a fantastic deal on something you really need. They are going to watch better than anybody else, in my opinion, and they have a restoration team. So call now. Save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Promo code BECK. Save 25%. The Glenn Back Program. Just a couple of notes here. Tonight, the Wednesday night special, part of the left's revolutionary plan for America. We're going to show you some things. Uh, Can we play, uh, I think it's cut to the Portland camp that wants uh, militant activism. This is from uh, the uh, Budding Roses camp in Portland. It's a children's summer camp for Antifa. Listen. For me, um... I, I'm a language teacher, and so I teach a lot of different ages. And so I don't necessarily work with a lot of uh, children, but definitely with uh, teenagers and just younger people. So like uh, college students, but uh, kind of more politically, I'm interested in uh, militant education and mil- militant formation, like how to teach not, not necessarily older people, but just uh, how to 
how to teach some more uh, committed engagement. So that's that's what we've been studying more in Olympia. It's really cool. Yeah, isn't it? Um, another aspect of the chaos in the street is the active campaign to destroy the traditional family, the Judeo-Christian morality, and uh, the campaign is most obvious in the gender sexuality chaos currently being waged in America. The campaign fully endorsed and promoted by the Biden administration. The fact that American children are the primary target of this indoctrination is disgusting, and it is evidence of a dying culture. All of this, the chaos, is in the Marxist playbook, in action, destabilization to usher in a new system. And we are witnessing right now the results of decades of painstaking work by devoted Marxists to organize and indoctrinate, and their plan is working. Join me tonight at 9 for Chaos and Crisis. The left's revolutionary playbook hits America's streets. That's tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on blazetv.com and Blaze TV YouTube. Uh, also, on tomorrow's program, the um, a man who's trying to fend, fend off the attacks from George Soros from within his own country is Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban. He's coming to Dallas for CPAC, and the media is already frothing at the mouth. Um, his uh, CPAC, we are going to be talking tomorrow to the guy next in line. Uh, he, he is also an Orban, no relation. He'll be with us in studio tomorrow. This is the Glenn Beck Program.